0: Welcome to another week's edition of Record Roundtable, where we listen to an artist or a band. Sometimes it sounds the same, sometimes it sounds different, things change, sometimes this week we're talking about the Flaming Lips.
1: When I walk with you, I feel weird.
0: This is Caleb Robinson speaking. I'm here with... I'm Dax. Jared Robinson. This is Tex. And how did we feel about listening to... The flaming lips this week. Great. I'm I, glad you
2: you you
0: sighed. I Starting
3: had, the show off with a sigh <laughs> is a good sign. I had mixed feelings. I was into some I was really into some of it. I was not as into other parts. I feel similarly.
2: Can I make an admission? Mm-hmm. I feel better than I thought I would. Really? That's good. That's yeah, something. For once.
0: What was it from the beginning, or did it take a while to get there?
2: No, nah, I'm thinking I'm going to sell my copy of Yoshime. Oh, really? Yeah, if anyone wants to buy it. I, I would love to. Care take it, take it. Take I gotta, yeah. I'm debating. <laughs> we're going to have a bidding war for so that. So if I decide to sell it, we're going to see where it goes. Okay. Because it just didn't do it. The earlier albums I were doing it more for me. Really? Yep.
0: Hmm. Jared, what do you think? I like the things that I knew I would like. I, and, uh, so the beginning stuff was not that great, which, you know, kind of, it is what it is. I liked the soft bulletin. I'd never listened to it before, but Ah, it was a pretty popular album at the time and I liked it better than I thought I was going to. I am a big fan of Yoshimi Battles, the pink robots. That's a great record at war with the mystics. I like, and then after that, I wasn't a big fan of embryonic. I had a feeling you wouldn't like embryonic. And, and so, I mean. Yeah, it was it was not bad. I, I enjoyed the things I knew I'd like, and I liked a, a few of the things I didn't know I would like. That's mm-hmm. my that's my take.
2: If I would nine breaking down briefly too, then because mm-hmm. I'm I'm like polar opposite of him on this one. I would go. I would say mm-hmm. I don't like their first album. It's not very good. It's just no. okay. No, but I thought that in a priest driven ambulance and transmissions from the satellite and clouds taste metallic were, like, really pretty decent albums, actually. I could,
0: I could see you liking those they albums. They were
2: pretty decent, really. And I think that they were not boring, pretty all right. Then, when you get to the Soft Bulletin, I was like, this is not, this is, I did not like it. I found it slightly boring. I understand the sound they were going for, but it didn't work. Then when you get to Yoshima, I think Yoshima is, like, the pinnacle of that new sound mm-hmm. that expands. And honestly, when we got all the way into, uh, At War With The Mystics, I found outside of two songs, it was pretty bland to me. Mm -hmm. And I thought, the first song that I thought was okay was Free Radicals, which is what? Two songs in, the second song. Mm -hmm. So you're like, okay, well, this could be okay. From then all the way up until The Wizard Turns On, Mm -hmm. I found it to be boring. And I thought, because The Wand was pretty decent too, that the second half of the album was about to turn from The Wizard Turns On, and I was going to be like, okay, this is all right. But it didn't. I had three songs that stood out. None that I mention it, not two. The Wand, Wizard Turns On, and Free Radicals. And from there on, I found it to be fairly bland. And I missed Embryotic. I'm sorry. I didn't see it. So I didn't hear that one. But
3: How did you feel about Bohemian Rhapsody?
2: I'm not into it. Here's what I think about their... All right. They have... What did we hear? Three covers this week? Bohemian Rhapsody, Summertime Blues, and one more...
3: I listened to
0: a lot.
2: I didn't go by the list. What was the other one? He yeah, because you the could other have, cover. you
0: could have listened to the entire cover album of the Beatles that they did. They did Pink Floyd, which I've too. heard. From. Yeah, they did. I don't.
2: I'm not for. I want to find this other one really quickly if you don't mind before we move it along because I want to know plastic what
0: it was. Plastic Jesus is actually a cover of a, a folk song. Yeah, um, and it was funny because I was listening to it and I thought it sounded. Like uh, another song, and I was like, "Oh, they didn't even like um, put this in like Wikipedia, where it's like this is a sample. It mm-hmm. was it wasn't on another thing, the the other research that we do where we find samples. It wasn't on that. And so right. I was like, is this my own thing that I found?' But in turn, it was just a cover of a folk song that I guess the song I thought it sounded like was just a like ripped from that. Mm. If, if you want to play a little bit of it as a as a start, unless you want to get into the thing, no. What do you want to play? Uh, sweet jesus sweet jesus okay or, no plastic jesus plastic jesus yeah. it has it's, it's a swear what? it's swear words uh transmissions from, from um, the satellite.
1: satellite i don't care rains or freezes long as i got my plastic jesus sitting on the dashboard of my car Comes in colors, pink and pleasant, glows in the dark, zero,
0: listen, take a video when you travel far. I thought I, thought I was going to do something. You're going uh, it
2: did, it started coming in stereo. That's a good example of one of the worst Uses of stereo. I've to listened. To everything it. was in the right. It channel. was terrible.
0: Literally everything was, was in the right When channel. I
2: listened to that, I actually listened to it. I think on like a Bluetooth speaker, so it's essentially coming out in a mono situation, if you will. Mm-hmm. And it sounded okay, but that's that was horrible. That was horrible.
0: Anyways, I I thought that that sound a song sounded like a green green grass of home. You ever heard that song? It's a it's a song. It's kind of a tricksy song. I was listening to it uh, last week actually. Because I was trying to find some country music songs that were story songs, and that is one of them. And so, not to spoil the song, it's a very old song. So, you know, if you don't know it, then you don't know it. But so, this guy's talking about coming, uh, going to the green, green grass of home, and he says, you know, I'm coming back. And then he, at the end of the song, he's like, uh, he realizes that he is sitting at uh, looking at a brick wall, and he is still in prison. He is not, he's not returned. So, wow. it's a trick. He's like, I'm back, and but he's like, wakes up and he's like, oh, I was dreaming the whole time. That's hilarious.
2: Misery is wow. hilarity. Just cut the
0: it then, if you hate it so much. Did you want to play the song because you said it sounds like it? If you want, I don't give a shit. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The old hometown looks the same as I step down from the train. And there to meet me is my mama and
2: Papa. I mean, it has the same rhythm, but other than that, I'm not sure. A similar rhythm, indeed. Thank you. So, So, what? Good. We didn't finish this cover thing. That's where this whole thing started. Right if you want to continue there.
0: There were other covers because, again, they did the Beatles covers. Right. They but did I mean, this week covers, out of the... Re- re-
2: right, but on their albums... On their albums, They've done yeah. three. They yep. ended two albums, the first two we listened to with covers.
0: Mm-hmm. On the Fight Test EP, they also have Can't Get You Out of My Head. There
2: you go. Well, they ended the first album, here it is, right? That's what it's titled, with Summertime Blues. That's a cover. which And they did... It's just like a punk version of Summertime It wasn't good. Really, I mean it was okay. There's nothing wrong with the punk version of it, but it was fairly lackluster. Mm -hmm. Then they covered "It's a Wonderful World" by Louis Armstrong. Then they did the third cover that we talked about, "Bohemian Rhapsody." Bohemian Rhapsody. And I listened to a port. I didn't even finish Bohemian Rhapsody because I was like, "Well," when I saw it on the track listing, I'm like, "Well, I know what this is," and I just skipped through to see, and it's not really any different, and it's not even particularly spectacular. It, it's just kind of
3: it didn't impress me It no, was just kind of there I It was very strange much. yeah it was a very strange so
0: inclusion. dax where where are you where do you stand because you said you have mixed feelings about it so which albums did you like which albums did you not like or the, even eras or whatever you want to say the
3: three he mentioned i was into i did like yoshimi and there was another one later i don't even think it was on the list uh I don't know how to say it. Oxy, m- Oxy or
0: modly Melody? M- I think. M- yeah, the Oxy album.
3: Yeah, that one was pretty good.
0: It's it's an interesting album. It was pretty not. It was not received very well. It was but weird, I, but that's I, why liked I liked it when it. I listened to it. Yeah. Did you like Embryonic then?
3: Uh I don't remember having a strong feeling one way or the other.
0: Okay, because I mean that's uh, that's essentially what. Okay, so what happened? With their sound is is that they kind of started that sound on Embryonic, took it into the Terror, and then also took it into Oxy. That was the point where they kind of just went down the full psych route. They mm-hmm. were like, we're just going psych. We're going all psych. We're going nothing but psych. So really, that's why when we were listening to albums, I kind of stopped at Embryonic because I was like – Anything from here on, I don't know that we necessarily need. I wish that I would have included the terror because I listened to the terror last night, and it's I really enjoy it because it's a good follow up to Embryonic. But it's only a good follow up to Embryonic if you liked Embryonic. So, uh, is, is the terror the one that's about uh, if there was no love in the world? Is yes, that, right? he, that the is quote correct. where he's talking about like how life doesn't exist without love but then you realize that even without love we have to keep going on in this like worthless existence yep yeah yeah a very a very depressing album from somebody who sang songs like do you realize yeah, whatever
2: well that song i hate that song yeah I, know and I, oh, I think that album's pretty okay but i i'm not sure if i like it or don't but i don't like that song i'm it's
3: just over mm-hmm. overdone it's it, not that that's bad, oh really.
2: it's, are you speaking of their career The whole thing's overdone to me. The thing about Flaming Lips that I find is, I don't, first off, I don't like Wayne personally. He sounds like a dick. Yeah, he did. And he, and he, like, if you can put whatever you want to under artistic integrity, that doesn't mean it's good. You know, he produced Miley Cyrus and her Dead Pets and performed on it, and it sucked. Mm. And it's not good. And just because you're on it doesn't mean it's good. You know, he has other music that, so I just don't like him. So I'll get that out there and I'll be done with that. I really am struggling with their disc- discography, the portions we listen to particularly, because I don't like the sound that they that they turned into on Soft Bulletin and Up Through. Mm-hmm. I don't really like it that much. I like Yoshimi, okay, as I mentioned, but I don't think the sound is particularly interesting, especially compared to their earlier work. I really think those three albums in their earlier work is much more interesting, especially in the time. But my problem with those is, They want to have this like super focus on on specifically like like Christianity and that style basis religion that they want to strain through three albums almost and I'm like give it up you've already done it you've already wooed people by your anti religion thing or like your weird look on it
0: are you talking about the albums softballs and yoshimi battles no the no, War no. Of the mystics or are you talking about their early albums being or uh in a priest-driven ambulance, in a priest-driven ambulance and then clouds taste yes. metallic
2: in a priest-driven ambulance transmissions and clouds taste metallic they have a theme of like why don't you think differently about this or like it's a weird they want to continually b- bring up christ jesus and god in weird ways which is fine for like a couple songs but you don't need an entire album where you just beat beat that thing? Well, we also for, we, for three albums.
0: We didn't listen to hit hit to death in the future head, which is in between and a priest driven ambulance and transmission. Sure, but what am I? Which again probably has the same right. sound. Shall
2: I assume that it's any different when I've listened right. to the two bookend albums? It's the same thing. Right. So even though I like those albums, I think they're pretty decent, really, and they stand out to me more than the rest of it. There's like still themes where I'm like, I get it. You can be done with it now. So I don't really know. I really. I mean, Dax has his pretentious bands that he's like mm-hmm. aggravated with. And this is where I sit here, I think. Yeah. And I don't like all of the dress up glitter face stuff. It's over the top and he just wants to be weird. And like, and like there's a the thing about being weird because you are weird and being weird because you want people to think you're weird and you want it to draw attention to yourself. That's how I feel with it.
0: I disagree because I find that they, okay. So from my perspective, I'm more on Jared's side of things by a mile. I found the first decade of their music to be bland and unimpressive. I was okay with Transmissions and Cloud Metalic. Metallic. Cloud States Metallic is actually an album that was not very well received at the time, but then started to have kind of a cult following like later in their lives.
2: Well, right now it's kind of a thing where, for instance, Vinyl Me Please mm-hmm. did that album. Yes. So it's kind of like a weird, you know. Stand out of a time that people don't think about of, in terms of their career.
0: Mm-hmm. But uh, when it comes down to it, I just think that most of that decade was just generic alternative rock that other people were doing and they were doing the same thing. I think that once Transmissions came around, they started to embrace their weirdness a little bit more. If you look at like tracks off of albums like Transmissions and Clouds Taste Metallic, so like there's a song on Clouds Taste Metallic called Psychiatric Explor- Explorations of the Fetus with Needles. Like Okay, you're obviously going in a different direction here. You're obviously starting to embrace some weirdness here. But when it comes down to it, that whole decade to me was relatively bland. And then I like a whole decade of their albums therein. I like Soft Bulletin, Yoshimi Battles. I was okay with but enjoyed, for the most part, At War of the Mystics. And I'm a big fan of embryonic. So I'm a little sad that you didn't get to listen to it. Well, times, yeah.
2: I'm, well, it's unfortunate, too. I, could, I didn't know it was there. So are you convinced by their weirdness? Yeah, that's absolutely. my question. I, think that,
0: that, I don't know that you can be as creative as I find Wayne and Flaming Lips to be if
2: you're not a little weird. I don't know. I find it to be oddly superficial. Well, that's, I, what I, that's what really disappoints me about it.
0: How do you. Okay, well, you missed Embryonic. Can I play a song off of Embryonic, of please? Of course. And i will also transition to something I want to talk about, too.
1: <laughs> she said I can be a frog.
0: That was a song uh, off of Embryonic called I Can Be a Frog, which was a song that they performed on Yo Gabba Gabba as titled A Fairy Tale Song. Sounds similar, but I'll play just like a little bit of it. It's almost identical.
3: It's a fairy tale song by the flaming lips.
1: See if you can be a frog. Can you be a bat? Can you be a bear?
0: Basically the exact same song, just with a different title on like, Yoga. I like that one better. You like it better? I do, too. Only because he's being being real silly with it. He's being real silly with it. But I don't know. When you have stuff like that, like I could – and that's really even like the worst example of a song off of that album. It's probably my favorite song just because of the Yo Gabba Gabba thing. But if you listen to Embryonic, it's really psychedelic. It's really, really like bizarre sounding. And I don't see how you could make something that bizarre but make something that sounds to me that good – without being a little weird and being a little odd. So I am I would say that I am sold. I think that it just took them a, de- a decade to figure out that this was something they wanted to sound it like. It is
2: kind of weird to think that what Yoshime came out in 2002, right? I believe that's when it was. Yes. And that they started music in – it was their first one was 84, 87? 86. 86. So you've got 16 years – you know, and most people, I I think if you asked a lot of people, they would be very familiar with Yoshima over some other things. I don't know. Yeah. That's my experience. I'm not, you know, if I talk to people that I know that listen to them, that's probably where they would settle. Yes. And it's like you've got 16 years of of, of whatever. I mean, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. and that's when people are noticing you. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know what that's a testament to because I really. I guess you could, it's just kind of weird to think about. And swans is kind of the same way now that we think about it. Right. Cause they have some albums that are real, you know, their first stuff was more brutal in terms of like the way it felt. And then by the time you get to a mellow out thing that people are more familiar with quote unquote, people are more familiar with yeah. it's a little bit later in their career. So it's kind of weird to see someone who took so long to get to something that people care more about, if you will.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, they because there are things, obviously, from their music. So there's a timeline. There's a pretty distinct timeline. So you have, here it is, oh, my God, telepathic surgery and even in a priest-driven ambulance that were all – on independent labels, and then they got picked up by Warner Brothers, and that was when Hit to Death and the Future Head came out was through Warner Brothers. And then they had the hit off of transmissions, which was what we should talk about is She Don't Use Jelly. Is that anybody's favorite song? No, that's
2: a good
3: song. Nobody? Okay, no, just checking.
0: Just checking. It was a big what did she use? it was a big hit. Uh, well, should we listen? Should we listen to it?
3: Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Thanks it goes She'll make you breakfast, she'll make you toast But she don't use butter, and she don't use cheese She don't use jelly or any of these She uses
2: So if I may mention briefly, I, will, I don't think if I listen to these albums... It, through headphones, I would have liked them as much because right there was another. I don't like the way they're using stereo at all. Mm-hmm. It's bad. It's kind of like the dynamics of Pixies of Loud, Quiet, Loud, where it's like left only, and then when you get to the chorus, you put it in both channels. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't like that at all.
0: Well, I think that that's something that they really only did in their early. Albums. They did, but it's
2: just not good. Right. It's not good. To, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. It feels. It feels unnecessarily empty. Yeah. And maybe that's what they wanted, which is fine. Uh, but it doesn't that doesn't suit me.
0: Right. But yeah, you have that hit off of transmissions, and then a lot of people expected CloudStates Metallic to have more of like a a big mainstream blow up, and then it didn't, and then you started to get more of like, you know, their popularity started to have more mainstream success from Softbolt and on. So that's kind of the timeline of their albums, essentially. So
2: I'll be the outlier here, it's fine.
0: Jared, you you did not like Embryonic at all then? It was just kind of a thing. Um, I don't know. It was just the tail end of what I listened to, and Mm -hmm. it wasn't as good as the stuff that I liked. Yeah. Of the, you know, so I I don't know. It was just kind of background noise for me. When you think of
2: Flaming Lips, what do you think of?
0: I don't know. Probably Yoshimi, that that song specifically, mm-hmm. and then um, when I think like probably the th- the first thing that comes to mind is Yoshimi and the Yeah Yeah Yeah, yeah song, which are two songs that I like a lot. Um, and then I like when I think more about them, I then remember that they have She Don't Use Jelly, yeah, which is one of like it's the first song that I ever heard by them, and I didn't Same. know who they were. Correct. Like it's just a fun weird like comedy rock song kind mm-hmm. of thing, you mm-hmm. know? And it's like, if you, they it they could have been the presidents of the United States of America where they mm-hmm. only had uh, lump and also peaches, but not, but mostly lump or other bands that literally just had one weird rock song in the nineties. Yeah. But then they continued to be weird and weird and weird. And then we have what they are right now. Mm hmm. Which I think that I, – I will agree with Caleb uh, in that I don't think that their strangeness is not genuine. I think that they have been, like, pushing the boundaries in their entire careers mm-hmm. of strangeness, and now they're to the point where they're at right now, where they're, yeah. like – and, I mean, like, and putting out re- records with Miley Cyrus, putting out complete cover al- – or, like, a I guess a, a cover album – of Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band and uh, Pink Floyd, uh, what was what was the one they did? The Wall, Dark Side Dark of the Moon, Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah. So, like, I, I think that it's just kind of been slowly building, and they've always been. I mean, uh, the first record wasn't that strange. There's a few songs on it that were strange, mm-hmm. and this is kind of the thing that I was thinking about was that they could have listening to the first two albums. They were just a a, a an alternative rock band. You know, like, they weren't really that special. They just kind of sounded like The Replacements, but not as good. Mm-hmm. And they probably could have had a minor, like, moderately successful career being that band. Yeah. With those that sound. But it wasn't until 1989 on um, uh, telepathic surgery, um, Chrome Plated Suicide was the song. The album was Telepathic Surgery that he started doing the the higher pitched strained voice that he does now. Mhm. Which I prefer quite a bit. I yeah, I personally. mean other he just kind of sounds like another like another voice uh prior to that. Like mm-hmm. it, it's not that special. Yeah. But and I don't really think it sounds that good, but it is unique. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense for their their career their mm-hmm. history and their like the way that they were able to build what they've built thus far in their career and i also again i think that their creativity speaks to their weirdness in a lot of ways and so i don't think i mean maybe they're just so creative that they know or and so inventive that they know like well if we're really weird then it'll work but if you take other like things that we didn't even really listen to if you take some of the examples from their career so ex- an example is their 97 album Zurica. Uh, it's a really interesting concept. Have you heard about it, Tyler? Oh uh, not really. No. Okay, so that album specifically is a four CD album, and the way that they expect you to, or to really appreciate the album, is to listen to all four CDs
3: at
2: the same time.
3: There are mixes on YouTube. Are put there together? Yeah. Have
2: you listened to it? I didn't. Can we? We can try it. Let's do it. That I'll admit that that's an interesting concept.
0: I thought I
3: was going to listen to it. I forgot. I'm sorry. A I, quote.
0: A quote that he had is uh. If someone was to ask me what instrument do I play, I would say the
2: recording studio. Okay. I saw that's that.
0: What, yeah. That's what that's uh, what Wayne Coyne said,
2: right? And that's <laughs> and that's why I don't like him. <laughs> just like I wonder if it's not, you know, I understand. For instance, this four CDs at once thing, I li- I think that's pretty cool. I think that's interesting, and I like that. But I wonder if I'm not kind of just over your weirdness. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I feel for me. I think part of the purpose of of let's just say art as a generality, right? So music is art, what we think of as visual art, physical art, it, you know, you could even have like an alternate reality situation that mm-hmm. is an art installation, right? So art can be many things. And I think like part of what makes it important and you and like in, you know, what really is most interesting to me and this is where I may be different from you is I like that you're. it's weird and you can put weirdness in it. Yeah. But it's about how you make that weirdness oddly accessible to people. That's really most interesting to me. Like how have you taken how weird you are and how weird what you do is and made it accessible? Which is kind of like, that's to me that's like part of what the creative thing is. It's not super creative to just be weird because that's actually relatively easy when yeah. you abstract it down. Sure, But what's not easy is taking something that is actually really weird and making people think that it's semi-normal. And that's what I think is particularly interesting in terms of this stuff. And that's kind of why I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how disingenuous your weirdness is because I don't know if I can place it quite right, I guess, right? Yeah. And the earlier stuff, to me, seems to make more sense. Like, I want to be weird within the realm of something that that is existing. Um, But then I don't know. As it goes on, but also I just find it to be more bland. And maybe that's just me being over it. Mm-hmm. You know, so... I don't know. I'm not sure about all of that.
0: Most of all, I'm going to play just a random spot within Zorica.
3: Maybe it just sounds like you're playing four things at once. I that's know. What, yeah, but the big, the, deal, the big deal. The big deal. Now you're getting to the perverseness
2: that I actually enjoy of it, which I think is really... <laughs> Like, why I'm struggling so much with this? Because it's like, how can you? For instance, you've now you've now created yourself an album that can only be listened to really on one format, and that's technically digitally. Because I potentially have the availability to play all of that at once. If I have CD, I've got to have four CD players. Yeah, or four turntables, or all. You know, so now you've like limited your market for the sake of something, which I think is particularly interesting, and you've created something that's particularly interesting. But I'm wondering, like to what degree are they also standalone? Because what would be most interesting to me is if I could listen to one of those CDs and be like, this is kind of interesting, and then realize that it's all four put together and it's even more interesting in that sense. You know that what I would mean? be cool. Right, and I could choose at random. It's like four full albums that make sense, and then you play them at once and it makes sense in a different way.
0: So, Tyler, uh, given your... Your taste for what we listen to in terms of Flaming Lips, I think your favorite track probably is the one that makes the most sense to play, because I'm assuming that it comes off of one of the early albums, and I'm going to take a wild guess and say that the three of us, Dex, Jared, and me, probably have favorite songs off of other albums that are later in their career. So, let's hear it.
2: All right, so I don't, let me preface this. I find it difficult to choose a favorite album or song here. So what I've chosen is the two t- a couple of songs that have stood out to me, and I think I've chosen the one that I really prefer to be played here. As, so that's what we're doing. So it's raining babies off of in a priest-driven ambulance police? Priest. Priest. Priest driven ambulance. My goodness.
1: This is the drop in the biggest ocean I know I'll ever see. And a moment it's big enough to drown the whole world.
2: That more suits my sensibilities of weirdness than the rest of it, really.
0: I just don't find it that weird. Yeah.
2: Uh, what? So what year are we looking at here?
0: Uh, in a priest-driven ambulance a- came out 80, in... 80? 80. No, no, 90.
2: 90. So yeah, 90. I, don't, I don't know, man. It's pretty weird. It's fairly. I find it to be weird for that era. It's booming in mm-hmm. a way that I'm not familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like a layover from some booming 80s drums. That's just whatever. And it's fairly. I find it to be fairly layered. Uh, In a way that's a little bit different. So I don't know. It stood out to me in a different way. Although I do hate that he says this is his present to the world because he, you know, it just feeds his ego Mm. when I like that song. But I'm not sure.
0: So you don't know which one you have as your favorite album? Not sure.
2: I'm not sure. Probably. You know, I actually already knew that Cloudstaste Metallic was kind of like a cult classic situation. Right. So coming into it, I was expecting more than I received. I don't think it was bad, but it just didn't blow me away. Right. But I really probably think the transmissions might be closest to one I most enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I, prob- I would have to state it that way. Okay. I don't know that I have a favorite. But I did tell myself when I heard those three, I go, okay, well, here's the deal. Thus far, I like this sound more. Mm-hmm. Than, than what I think of when I think of... Because when I think of them, I do think of Yoshime. So yeah. I like this sound a little bit more, I think. When it comes to Yoshime, if I'm not that impressed on the next listen, I'm going to have to seriously think about this and figure it out. yeah and I, And I think it was pretty good, but I wasn't as impressed as I normally was. So... I would have to probably say Transmissions would be the closest to my favorite, but I don't I don't think I could choose one. I'm just not particularly interested enough. Now, if I listen to, I like, uh, I like, <laughs> what are we talking about? Psych. I like Psych, mm-hmm. and I think that that's fun. So if I listen to some later things, which I haven't focused on, I really haven't focused on them anyway mm-hmm. in my personal listening. So if mm-hmm. I had focused on that, maybe I would have found it if I had listened to Embryonic – Maybe I would have some revelation of at least they've come full circle to me and feel better. But
0: well, embryonic is an interesting album because the so like soft bulletin Yoshimi and At War with the Mystics, which I think is really Jared's sweet spot, are those three albums. And I'm assuming Yoshimi is your favorite, Jared. Pretty universally. Well, probably yeah. Either I don't know. It's it's a toss up between Yoshimi and At War with the Mystics. Okay. So really that that is your sweet spot for sure those three albums. Those albums are kind of like they're sillier, more fun. They have some pop elements to it and all that. But then Embryonic kind of just like takes the pop and the fun and then shoots it in the foot. And it says we're going to do something weird and we're going to take all this weird stuff we've been doing, but we're going to do it for the sake of like actually doing something serious. And that's what's really jarring about it is that Really, they still have their weird moments. So, like, you could look at an album like so. Do you are you familiar with King's Mouth? Not really. So, King's Mouth is an interesting album as well. That's the their most recent release from 2019. It's like this weird like space odyssey type thing. I'm not even sure how to describe it, but it's narrated by Jared. Say it. You're saying it. I'm not gonna finish your thing. I thought you were. I figured you would be really excited about it. Uh, it's it is. It was a record store day release. It was narrated by Mick Jones of The Clash. Okay. And like it it's it's just a really, really weird album and it's got some fun elements to it, but I it wasn't like super well received or anything. But so they're still doing some of their weird, fun things, but for the most part, you look at an album like Oxy, I'm not gonna say the second word, where it was just kind of intentionally weird for the sake of being intentionally weird. Yeah, which is not which instead of being like fun and wild and it's know, a dis-
2: That's a disingenuous idea that I personally do not like, period. And that's where, and I, I, I guess where I'm struggling is to get over that. Because I do think there were three redeeming, really redeeming songs on, at War with the Mystics. Mm-hmm. Those three that I liked. Right. And I enjoyed the sound of them, but the rest of it was a dronage. So, I don't know. Dax? I'm interested to hear your thoughts. I think I know where these two. We're halfway stand. through the episode. I'm glad that he's on the show. I think I know where these two stand, and I would. I am interested to know what you think, because I'm. I'm feeling like you may be in semi-in agreement with them, and I don't know though. I'm confused.
3: I am all over the place. I I really like the the. Uh, how, how
0: do you say Oxy
3: Yeah, I really liked that. One. Oh, you're a cheater. It was weird. It was like a good weird though. Like I didn't feel forced on that. You one.
0: got a song to play off of Oxy Uh...
3: Uh do We a Family. That's not my favorite one, but Miley Cyrus is doing that one. So, I mean. Oh God. You're so disappointed. I want to throw Miley Cyrus in there. I really they have a weird you, relationship. They threw, do. You and threw I it really to him, and now it. you're shitting on him.
2: I really, really. This is why I don't talk. I yeah, really he hasn't said
3: a, a damn
0: thing this whole time, and you got to <laughs> shit <laughs> on him <laughs> the family. first time. No, I just. see a Family.
2: Last song. It's not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. You know, I just really dislike their relationship a lot because i don't re- I' tell you part of it is I just don't respect her as an artist at all Aww, I don't I have zero respect for her Jeez. she's cool she's done cool stuff
0: she's not like she could have not done any of this. What did this benefit her what did what did pairing yeah. with the flaming lips benefit her career at because all?
2: she wants people to think she's weird and different? I don't know what you don't understand maybe about she that. is she likes. she's it. not though she's not look at her look at her <laughs> as a person look at the music she creates. She created the music that she
0: had to create because she was 13 fucking years old. Like, she not her creative choices. She's now making her No, I'm not
2: talking choices. about that. I'm talking about, have you, first off, let me ask this about Miley Cyrus. You know she has a new al- album coming out. Are you aware of this? Yes. Yeah. Have you seen promos for it, or at least recent promos for the new stuff? I, do you I, remember I, all the EP? Do, that you, came recall, out for it, do yes. you recall Miley Cyrus's Dead Pets album? I Do you aware of recall it, all the weird, like, do you recall all of the mouth jelly stuff, I mean, visuals? Yeah. She's doing that again oh, okay. because she's a recycler because she says, guess what? People thought this portion of my life was weird and I got attention and she's recycling it at this very moment in her life. Okay. She's gone back and forth. She's a dis and, and this is, I am not trying to talk about her personally, but I'm talking about talking about the toys she makes as an artist. She's a recycler. She recycles things in her life for attention, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And her music, first off, all in all, is not particularly great anyway. So okay, let's so play she's that We re- Family so like, style. Listen, <laughs> you know. Listen,
0: the earth is burning. We need to recycle. Okay. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> I, don't, I don't respect her as an artist. I just don't. Well, you already made that point. So Visually,
2: musically, whatever. And so the fact that they chose to do that is very difficult for me to accept.
0: <laughs> we a Family off of Oxy Melody.
3: just light and pleasant yeah but it's not weird you didn't to get me. to the miley cyrus part though i think she That's does like fun. one of the last verses or something
0: she She was yeah. also did you okay so i have some questions about so, uh, since we're talking about miley and we're talking about flaming lips did you guys look at how all of like the the collaborations that they have done so like the artists that were on um if you look at the album that they did the beatles songs there's a ton of artists that they had on that album uh, they had My Morning Jacket. They had Miley Cyrus, of course. They had Dr. Dog. And then they had some really odd people that I'm not familiar with. Across- they have Moby. They have Moby, Ooh, Miz Marquis, and Kesha together. Yep. Did
3: you read that Eric Abadu stuff?
0: Oh, was- I, I, I we want to talk about that too because they had the album. So uh, they have the album The Flaming Lips and Hedy Friends. Yes. Which, if you look at that album, they have. Let me see if I can find it really quick because there's a different. Lane. Maynard James Keenan is on it. He does Being for the Benefit of Mr. Kite, former Record Roundtable alum, Tool. Yes. Uh, so, there are people on Heady Friends, we have Tame Impala, Jim James of My Morning, My jacket, morning jacket, Nick Cave, Yoko Ono, <laughs> Erica Badu, they have the song that Jared mentioned, the Kesha Bismarcki song, it's just a, a, a very interesting slew of artists. And also, it's, it was 2012, so they had Tame and Powell on there pretty early. Because oh, Tame and Powell was not like super famous at 2012. I think that was kind of when they were starting to pick up momentum. When did Lonerism come out? That was what I was just wondering. Lonerism, I think, came out in 2000, 2012. That's what I thought. Yeah, so that was like right when they started to build some momentum. I'd like to talk about Tame and Powell more at some point, but Jared, go. In 2012, That on that album... Track number ten. Is David Bowie dying? The answer, two thousand nineteen. Yes. Oh, yikes! Yikes! He is dead. Yeah, he, he is an, indeed. Thank you. Thank you they for reminding knew, us. They knew in two thousand twelve. I'm sure. They, I bet they did. I. I, I, I <laughs> what, what do you mean? They knew he was going to die. They're at war with the Mystics. After no. they after the war with the Mystics, they found information. Did they say anything hey,
3: about Kanye West replacing him? I we need to move on. So um, the Erika Badu thing, you did go. you read yes. the controversy Eric- that was around that? No, go ahead. They they made a music video together. It was Eric Badu naked in a bathtub while they sang around her and like poured jizz on her. That's a real thing. Uh so they made this. It's quite weird they were going to like a little weird. They put it out without showing her like a, a, an edit. They just put it out like a rough edit. Yeah. And it was way more pornographic than she signed up to. And she took it down. She like reported it and she was like, you guys are fucked up. Uh, what's the singer Wayne something? Wayne Coin. You're, you, she's Wayne. You're an asshole. It went off on him on oh, Twitter. Well, tell us
2: something we didn't though.
0: Yeah, I so, was gonna say
3: like you, you and Erica Badu have something in common. It was this big old thing, and then they ended up replacing her. They redid that music video with uh, Amanda Palmer. Huh? Yeah, it was a big really? old controversy for His a little name
2: bit. Name is Robert Palmer. <laughs> Don't forget, Jared.
0: I was thinking that this was, isn't there a Beatles song? There's uh, a whole about, Beatles album. No, 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 no. The, the first time ever. Isn't that a Beatles, like some kind of reference to a Beatles song? What? The first time ever I saw your face? Yeah, isn't that a thing with the Beatles? Or what no? is it? Did I you, thought it was a Beatles song. First Did you time Google ever it? it? No, I didn't Google it. I was should. asking a question. I don't I know. It you should. Be be sure. a cover. i do not it's, it's. I don't think it's a don't cover, cover it's but I think it's a line from one of their songs. Could be.
2: Maybe. I mean, it's a fairly generic phrase, quite honestly. Way to go, Wayne.
3: And then I saw her face. Now I'm a believer. believer. I've, I've just seen a face. I've that's just seen it. a
0: face. Yeah, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a what different. I was That's just kind of a face point. thing. So, yeah. yeah. What song person? was it? I've just seen a face. This is the name of the song. Yeah. Oh.
2: What and what uh, album and the other
0: one, what? Really? I don't know. You prematurely
2: closed the tab. Don't worry about it.
0: <laughs> it's okay. Um, it's just bringing up the same thing I saw before. So, here's Don't worry about it. here's probably where I think the last little bit of conversation that we probably have other than I I do kind of want to talk about all their like later stuff in terms of like the 2011 releases cuz there's some weird stuff going on there. They like decided that they were going to release music like every month and then they started doing like EPs that they put in flash drives and they put the flash drives in gummies and they only had like limited releases and like it's it's just confusing. Did you did you read about uh, the 1999 song, the Spider-Bite song. Oh, yeah. The fact that they... Th- yeah, go ahead. Please. Okay. So they kind of recount re- recanted within the song the issues that the band had had, mm-hmm. and one of them being uh, that Stephen Draws, one of the members, I believe he's the drummer. Does that sound right? Yes. Or bassist? I yeah. believe it's
2: Draws. It's the ba- it's His the
0: arm was almost amputated. They uh, almost became Deaf Leopard. Yes, because of uh, what he claimed to be a spider bite, and it ended up being an abs uh, an abscess as a result of his heroin use. Uh, they almost had to amputate his arm because of it. Uh, Allah, uh, Jared Leto.
2: Yes, well, that will happen.
0: If that explains
3: watch. a lot about their music, really. What the heroin and, use? Yeah, and then Are you um, sure and
2: Jesus shooting up heroin? Mm-hmm. And
0: then in that song, he's also talking about the one of the other other members of the group um was in a car accident mm-hmm. where a steering wheel from the other car went into his vehicle and he was not able to move the car for you know like because of the accident that's talked about in the song and a few other things are talked about in the song mm-hmm. in the spider bite song it's it's really weird i guess the um transparency of talking about real life things within that song and also how strange that time period was for them as, yeah. you know as a band yeah Uh, also, we've not done this in a while, Mr. Dax, favorite song since it's not the song off Oxymilati, what do you think is your favorite?
3: Uh, I I think I know what album it would be off of, let me, let me look over some, oh god, I wasn't right, Uh, I'm gonna go with Fight Test. Cool. Wonder why.
1: Now, now, now,
0: picked that song Dax
3: because that's my only that sounds familiar for this week father and son by um, cat Stevens what's his name now Yusuf Yusuf <laughs> It's not time to make a change. Just relax. Take it easy. You're still young. That's your fault. There's so much you have to know. We'll Find a girl. Settle down. I heard
0: a judge agreed with you. What? He heard a judge agreed with you.
3: yeah Oh yeah, there was a whole lawsuit and they had to give, uh was it 75%? of their earnings from that song to Cat Stevens. Shame, I suppose. Shame. They deserved it.
2: I think that song's, I think it's a good song. I like that. I think that album's decent. I think that brings up an interesting point of a shift in their sound, though. They really focus more on effects at that point, Mm -hmm. and especially on bass. Mm -hmm. They put weird stuff in there, I guess, right? Some flange. They like a lot of fuzz in that period, too, Mm -hmm. on the bass, which is pretty, and it's a lot more prominent than it might normally be.
0: And then I'll go to Jared with his, and then I'm going to kind of throw to you for a while because I know that this is something you wanted to talk about. So I'm kind of transitioning to Mr. Jared. Jared, favorite song, go. I am torn, but I think... Oh man. I think I'm going to pick Yoshimi Battles of the Pink Robot. Part one. Uh, Yeah. Yep. I, it was tough because there I like a lot of the things, but I think that that one is the one that I enjoy the most from that time. From I the f- time period that we've listened to thus far. Yeah, I figured that that's what you're going to pick and... Yeah. Good choice, though. For sure.
1: The name is Yoshima. She's a black belt in karate. Working for the city. She has to discipline her body. Because she knows that demanding to defeat those evil machines.
0: so i know that this was a particularly important part of this episode for jared is that he wanted to talk about the live performances and i think that that is an incredibly relevant thing to talk about in terms of the flaming lips you just saw them what was it two weeks ago three weeks ago Oh, uh, yeah, something like that. And that was the f- second time that you've seen them. I saw them with you the first time when they were touring with Mac DeMarco. Yes, Mac DeMarco was touring with them. Yes, as, yes, to, yes. Yeah, they were the headliners. To specify, yes, that's important. Um, and I saw them when I went to that uh, festival in Louisville, mm-hmm. and uh, they were very good. They are uh, listed as uh, on some kind of magazine or something as a, a band you must see live, and I've seen them now twice live. And they do... Um, have quite an interesting uh, stage show. He gets into this giant uh, bubble. Q magazine. Q magazine. He gets into this giant like bubble thing, and he like goes out into the crowd in the bubble, uh, like a blow up balloon kind of thing. And he's like, you, they're push, pushing him, and he's inside of it. And then uh, during that song, uh, Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robot, they have a giant blow up, uh, kind of like one of those car dealership things uh, that they have, and the robot comes, you know, comes up. And uh, so then at the end of the performance, they attack the robot and then the air comes out and he falls and he
3: is defeated. So they're so, the Aquabats.
0: A similar, yeah. I, I think that <laughs> and probably, also Yo Gabba Gabba yeah, alumni. Sure. <laughs> I think that probably the, the Aquabats uh, took their you know stuff from, or were influenced, I should say, by yes. the Fleming Lips. But I did bring this point up to Caleb uh, in the question of, at what point and how does it work where they kind of think about incorporating songs into their live performance? Like, are they writing a song with the intention of how it's going to be live or is it afterwards that they kind of go about it? But I feel like, you know, like with their later albums that like, especially with Yoshimi and uh, some of the other stuff, like that they kind of have something in mind for what they're going to do live Mm -hmm. with it, which is fine. You know, like, um, the The song on one of the records, uh, something about the race. What is that song called? Something about race. Yeah, that would be race for the prize off of the soft bulletin. Yes. They, I did not know, like I didn't know that song listening to it other than the fact that I knew I had seen it live mm-hmm. and it's different. Like the way that they do it live is different as well than from the record. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's interesting because you're when I'm listening to stuff that, you know, I hadn't been familiar with. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I know this song because I saw it, you know, live and in concert and stuff. So I would recommend going to see them live. That's it was my... it was a good show live. I, I particularly remember both Mac DeMarco and Flaming Lips putting on a really good performance. And especially when I saw them in Louisville because they played everything I wanted to hear. You know, like it's yeah. not like a long – the fans are here to see this specific band. It's a festival. So, like, they're going to play – uh, she don't use jelly, of course, and mm-hmm. yoshimi. Mm-hmm. And do you realize? And they did a cover of Daniel Johnson, "True Love Will Find You in the End," because he had just passed away, mm-hmm. uh, like a week before that. And so that was that was a very nice uh, homage to him as well. Mm-hmm. So that was a good show. Good show, indeed.
2: I think they'd be fun to see live, even though I don't. I'm not that into it. Just like you, you. don't
0: like them. I couldn't have.
2: Uh... All right, see, this <laughs> <is why> I'm... <laughs> I'm done talking to you. Guys. <laughs>
3: Was it you the push, flaming and you lips? push and you push and you push. Was it them that Miley Cyrus was going to go on tour and do naked shows with, where, like, the audience came in naked? Oh, my. I don't know. Is I've that never heard thing? of that. Oh I my. saw it on some sort of, like, BuzzFeed thing, I think. Huh. Hold on. I got it.
0: Did you read that in 2009 uh, it was announced that Do You Realize was going to be the official Oklahoma song <laughs> of Oklahoma? <laughs> yes. But it was not put into place due to this, this crazy uh, polit- uh, political thing. Like, yeah. one of the people in whatever representative was like I don't like the way that they, you know, like their previous songs so over the course of their career they had some things that were, you know, like I don't know, anti-religious or I don't even know what the, they were claiming that was like why they should they don't deserve it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then somebody else came in and were like they are, you know, they they pay homage to Oklahoma, they appreciate the state and they've done a lot for, you know, the state's music music in and of itself, you know, they're influential, what have you. And that state representative person was like, we're going to put this thing through. And then, like, it didn't even happen. So it's not even really the state song. But yeah. But they announced that it was going to be. So they won a poll, actually. They won, I believe I, w- what I read was uh, 49 or 51%, something like that, out of all of the, the songs that were, you know. So they won by a a, a landslide, if you will. Yeah. Please, Mac,
3: can go. I, can I just read the title of this Rolling Stone article? Yes. Miley Cyrus, flaming lips plan naked concert. Musicians, audience to be stripped bare, covered with quote, white stuff that looks like milk for milky milky milk.
0: <laughs> Texas like I was, I already refuse to laugh at you this episode. I no longer give a shit. Milky Milky Milk. Isn't that a thing that's something? <laughs> Something related to Miley
3: Cyrus, I believe. It's a Some- song from somebody.
0: Oh my. I don't know. Uh I'm gonna play my favorite song and then we can do the the old close closing out. Mm. closing out thing. Okay. Cool. Oh, I guess I should say it. I almost just played it. Uh my favorite song from them is Buggin'. I That's like a good one. Buggin' off a soft bulletin. So does anybody have any big closing thoughts On the old flaming lips So they have a song On It Overtakes Me An EP called Time Travel
3: mm-hmm. Yes
0: with two exclamation points mm-hmm. That features Steven Burns Also known as Steve from Blue's Clues. That's pretty cool <laughs> They also have the song, as we previously stated, from the SpongeBob SquarePants yes. movie soundtrack. Mm-hmm. They've got songs all, 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 over on, a lot of places. Uh Scratching the Door, they have uh, the batman theme song that they play, performed. Mm-hmm. They have, obviously, as you stated before, a Can't Get You Out of My Head, Kylie Minogue cover. Mm-hmm. A cover on a Deep Purple tribute album, Smoke on the Water. Mm-hmm. Also on that same record is Smoke on the Water featuring Carlos Santana Ooh. and Jacoby, Kobe Dix um, <laughs> from Papa Roach. No. Oh. Uh, they also have a cover of uh, Borderline by Madonna. Okay. And If I Only Had a Brain, which is a on a Stubbs the Zombie record that features a lot of um, cover songs uh, by... Popular groups, uh, Lollipop by Ben Queller's on there, mm-hmm. Ravenettes, My Boyfriend's Back, Deathcap for Cutie, Earth Angel, you know, good songs. Cake's on there as well. And uh, they also have a world record. Yes, they do. Uh, broken by, uh, previously the record holder was Mr. Jay-Z himself. They had the most concerts within a 24-hour period of time, eight. Uh, they traveled to many different cities. They had to perform at least a 15-minute set. And um, they did it within that twenty-four. They had twenty minutes to spare, according to what I read. So that's yeah, pretty, pretty good. And uh, last but not least, they are featured on the song "The Good Times Are Killing Me" by our very first group on record roundtable, Modest Mouse. Modest Mouse. They did the instrumentation for that song at the very beginning. Did not know that. Yep, that's pretty cool. Well, Jared had a lot of closing thoughts. Dax, Tyler
3: ah no no
0: i think i think we we got a pretty good idea of where everybody stands on flaming lips this week so i enjoyed this week i thought it was pretty good i well i didn't here's okay so this is my closing thought on them i thought i was gonna hate it i thought like the first because i got through the first couple albums and i was just like i don't think i'm gonna like listen to the flaming lips this week and then when i finally got to soft bulletin i was like all right all right i think i'm gonna feel a little bit better because soft bulletin and embryonic are probably my two favorite flaming lips album well when you put out the list at the beginning of this year of the groups that we were doing Mm -hmm. i was not looking forward in any way to doing the flaming lips because i found their music to be like i knew i liked two albums and i knew i liked one other song and i was like this the rest of it is just going to be weird garbage Mm -hmm. Speaking of another
3: song i have a closing thought continue okay
0: it wasn't until i saw them in louisville that i was like all right after seeing them live seeing all the hits and they're like i was excited because their keyboardist was having a lot of fun up there he used a talk box which is great i love that thing if they use a talk box on yeah 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 mm-hmm. and the other thing is, is it's it's a, a strange use of a talk box because he's got this weird like tube thing that he also uses it's very strange like a feeding tube if that's you how will. the
2: talk box works really yes that's where the sound oh. comes from yeah the oh tube goes goodness. in your mouth yeah that's why it's called a talk box oh
0: goober I am yes. <laughs> you you just assume that you just hold a box up was, to your face. I thought and he it just was sick.
2: I thought he needed a feeding tube.
0: No, oh.
1: I did
3: not know.
2: Oh my no. god! That's how a talk, that is how the talk box works.
0: Well, I've seen Bon Jovi live, and I didn't see that part, but I was probably too far away.
2: Yeah, you're probably too far so, away. Well, maybe it was an auto. Talk heaven box. isn't too far away.
0: But um, yeah, yeah, it was. I after listening to or seeing them live again, I told Caleb, I was like, we should do Flaming Lips this week. Just because I was like, I'm in the mood for it. I know it's on the list, so we might as well do it while I'm in the mood. Because mm-hmm. our show is based off of what Jared's mood is. Yes. If Jared isn't in the mood for a band, we don't do that band. Yes. And when Jared is in the mood, mood for a I have a mood meter band. on in the house, and anytime I, if I flip it to whatever <laughs> artist we want to do, and they're like, well, I guess I know what we're doing next week. Yep. Sometimes uh, it's uh, set to a sex thing, and my grandma gets disappointed. But, you know. yeah, it happens sometimes, but yeah. I, I and, and if we ever, God forbid we ever pick an artist that Jared is not excited about, because then we got to shit on it for the entire time. Swans. I didn't shit on it the whole Swans. time. Swans. I did not. Go back and listen. I did not shit on it the entire time. <laughs> you shit on it most of the time. You still shit on it to this day. You listen, shit on it yesterday. If you go back and listen, you know I brought up the Tasmanian Devil on that episode, and I love the Tasmanian Devil that's true okay any other closing thoughts you said you had one yes
3: yeah can we can we listen to another song yeah just a little bit thank you Jack White parentheses, oh, oh, yes. for the fiber optic Jesus that you gave me in parentheses yep
1: thank you Jack White for the fiber optic Jesus that you gave me it shines so bright that Save me.
0: When I, finally got it I wonder how Jack White feels about that song.
3: I bet he loves it. I hope he does too. I imagine he's su- super, super into it. I believe Jared he's. showed me that.
0: I hope uh, Jack Gray does a cover of it. That would be neat. And then Jack Black dances during it. Mm. Okay, cool. Let's go close close it out. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of Record Roundtable. We've been talking about the Flaming Lips this week. Next week, we're going to be talking about Paramore?
1: Paramore.
0: Paramore. Have a good week. Bye.